Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about food freedom. Now food freedom is kind of this buzz term that you may have heard. It's become extremely common, especially within the last few years. And it talks about having freedom when we eat, freedom with food. But what does food freedom actually mean? Now, there have been many books and programs, blogs, discussions surrounding the notion of food freedom. So let's unpack what it means and what are some of the ideas floating around out there. So here's some ideas that sums up food freedom if you go online and you're looking at it. This is um, the majority of what people mean. Controlling food instead of food controlling you. Eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. Eating food without shame or guilt. Eating foods that you desire. Not caring about diet culture food rules and eating anything you want. This pretty well sums up what you'll find on food freedom if you Google it. But as with each individual, we are all in a different space with food and freedom to one person may not look like freedom to another. Food freedom is individualistic and deeply personal. So this notion of freedom is It's a big term and it will look different depending on what your journey with food looks like at any given moment because it always changes. So let's go, let's break this down and try and figure out what food freedom looks like for you as an individual. I like to start at our 10 nutrition commandments. This is what I do with clients is when I'm trying to help them navigate this relationship with food that they have and potentially, you know, figure out what's causing any kind of discourse, we have to look at what we believe about nutrition first and foremost, because our beliefs about nutrition generally aren't based in fact. They're they're based in our our own anecdotal evidence, which is that that could be totally fine for you, but then we also base these beliefs off of information we're getting from outside sources that most of the time aren't super credible. Not always, but a lot of the time. So, we need to determine what our own 10 commandments about nutrition are. These are all the food rules that we hold as gospel truth. Our 10 commandments about nutrition could look like, for an example, 
carbs make me gain weight. Or I have to eat X number of macros or stay in this ratio each day. Or I need to eat animal protein at every meal. Or as one more example, each meal I eat must contain vegetables. While your 10 commandments may not be inherently wrong, we have to determine whether they're helpful or if they're creating a life of restriction and robbing you of pleasure. So we need to ask ourselves: do these food rules help or hinder me, not just on a physical basis, but on an emotional and spiritual level? So are they causing me to have an unhealthy and toxic relationship with food? Am I focusing solely on the physical side of nutrition, but at the same time suppressing my desire to emotionally connect with food and derive pleasure from eating? Because I'm going to tell you right now, food is meant for us to enjoy. Yes, we need it to nourish our body on a physical level, but food is not just fuel. We have this deep, intimate emotional relationship and connection with food that cannot be ignored. Then we need to ask ourselves. maybe this is you, maybe you need to ask yourself this, do I think finding pleasure in eating is wrong or something that will ultimately make me fall off my wagon? And I have fall off my wagon, I'm saying that in air quotes. Why do you have a wagon to fall off in the first place? That's a better question. So we need to go through each of these food rules or 10 commandments and really ask ourselves, you need to ask yourself, how healthy are these rules? Are they helping me or are they hindering me? Are they grounded in fact or are they a result of outside influences that are unqualified. You know, everyone's an expert nowadays. Everyone's an expert. You go on on social media and someone can go to a gym and follow a specific diet plan that helps them get a shredded body. And then they think that everyone who follows that diet plan will have the body that they want and the health that they want because it worked for them. What we don't know is how healthy that person really is and how much effort that's been put into getting a body that lean or whatever it looks like. And if that person actually should be looking like that in terms of health. And then we need to look at how qualified the information that they're giving to people actually is. They're not qualified, most of them. They're just fitness enthusiasts, which is fine, but it it doesn't mean that what they say is a gospel truth. So just because following a keto diet worked for someone out there doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone and it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. We need to be so careful about the information we're letting to come into our lives and believing it as the truth. So we need to seek out credible experts 
and credible advice. And then we need to apply that to our own lives and see if it holds true for us because we're all individual. Okay, so we have three steps to finding what food freedom looks like for you. We addressed the two first steps. So let's go over them again. First step, you need to determine what your 10 commandments are, your food rules, and they can be more than 10, but write them down, whatever they are, whatever you believe so strongly about nutrition and food intake. You know, another example is eating past 7 p.m. makes you gain weight. It could be just something as simple as that. Just write down all these rules that you have with food. Second step is assess them and ask yourself if they cause you stress or restrict you from experiencing joy and peace around food. And then the third step, which we're going to go over, is replace these rules with new and healthy mindsets. Not rules, mindsets. So we need to take rules out of the equation and put mindsets back in. The third step is crucial in finding freedom with food. So when I think of food freedom, I automatically think about all the rules I used to have, and I still have some rules. I have, We all have these rules, whether we want to admit it or not. So I still have rules, but I think about the rules that I used to have with food and how much bondage they used to keep me in. So I'll give you some examples, and maybe you can relate to some of these. These are some of my past food rule examples. So I I named quite a few of them. See if you can identify with any of them. Carbs are only to be eaten after a workout. I need to eat animal protein at each meal or else I will lose muscle. I need to eat every three hours to keep my metabolism running efficiently so I don't lose muscle and gain weight. That later switch to you should only be eating three meals a day to you should only be eating within a certain time window as in intermittent fasting. So that changed, that food rule evolved into other maybe unhealthier patterns because it it ultimately still ended up as a rule. Eating after 7 p.m. makes you gain weight. Dairy is bad. You shouldn't consume any sugar. Too much fruit will make you gain weight. I have to eat X number of macros each day. Every time you eat, you should have protein and vegetables in some form. If you're hungry in the evening, just drink water. Ignore your hunger if you've already eaten. You don't need to eat. So these were some pretty hard and fast rules for me. I was so focused on not losing any muscle that I had worked so hard to gain that I was obsessed with eating. Every three hours, I was obsessed with eating as much protein as I could get. I viewed sugar as bad, even sugar coming from natural sources like fruit. I was 
very much on like a keto paleo kind of mentality. This is before I knew anything about nutrition and I just followed whatever the the current trend was, although keto is a little bit more recent. Uh, I didn't follow keto when it was really all the hype. It was years and years ago that I followed keto, which I felt terrible. And a life without potatoes and rice is a sad life. But I was so trapped in orthorexia. And orthorexia is this obsession with eating foods that we deem as clean or healthy. And we're going to get to this notion of clean eating. But after struggling with bulimia for so many years, I then became obsessed with eating healthy. So I just switched one healthy habit, i.e. purging, to another unhealthy habit, i.e. obsession about eating clean food. So my rules kept me in a state of such restriction that my life was completely altered by my relationship with food and not in a good way. So I used to bring, if, if people were going out to a restaurant, I would bring my own food and it would usually be vegetables and chicken because at least if I could eat vegetables and chicken at every meal, then I would be okay. I don't know what I would be okay even means, but I would be okay in my mind. So we'd go to a restaurant and they'd have food there that I thought was bad or unhealthy. So I would bring my own food and then going out to people's places, I would bring my own food. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's lots of people that bring their own food and think about potlucks. Like you bring food for everyone. There's, I wasn't doing it for healthy reasons. I was doing it because I was afraid of food and I was trying to control my appetite. So I was doing it out of control. I was forcing myself to eat certain foods, even foods that didn't work for me at all, that used to make me extremely uncomfortable when I would eat them, foods that didn't react well in my body, but because they were deemed clean, I forced myself to eat them. And I had a terrible tumultuous relationship with food for years, years and years and years. And I never thought that I could get out of that. But when we change our mindset and when we actually realize that the mindsets we have about nutrition are so unhealthy and toxic and not okay, then nothing ever changes. But once we realize that we don't have to live like that, that those things are lies and a way to make us not focus on real issues at hand, then we can really get over some of those hangups. I want to talk about this term, clean eating. Let's talk about clean eating. Now, the idea of clean eating is focused on eating foods that are minimally processed, whole food sources, uh, preferably organic and sustainably sourced. There's nothing wrong with this. But the idea of clean and unclean when it comes to food brings up 
some different thoughts in my mind. Now, when you think of clean and unclean, I think of like, I go back to like biblical terms. And when someone was deemed unclean, they were not to be touched. They were dirty. You shouldn't go near them. It was, it was a very moralistic attachment. And it's very interesting, this, this notion of worthy and unworthiness when it comes to the food that we eat. And when we attach labels like clean, well, the opposite of clean is unclean. So what happens if you eat food that you deem unclean? What happens to a lot of people is they attach that unworthiness, that uncleanliness with themselves. And when you eat a food that is quote unquote bad, then you view yourself as a failure, as a bad person, and you attach onto that identity. So we are attaching a lot of moralistic value to food that we need not to. Food doesn't have a moral value. It is just food. If you eat food that maybe isn't the highest in nutrient value, that doesn't make you any more or less of anything as a person. You just ate a piece of food. It's just a piece of food for crying out loud. But we attach so much of our value and worth into the food we eat for so many different reasons. But we need to be extremely careful with the verbiage we're using surrounding food. So every time you say, oh, I just eat clean, you're attaching a value, a moral value onto the way that you eat. And in turn, it really does keep you trapped in this notion of clean eating and staying in an unhealthy mindset when it comes with food. So instead of saying, I eat clean, you could just say, I eat food. (laughs) I eat food that I like. Lots of the time it's quite healthy and it's whole foods and I try not to eat so much processed food, but I'm a human being and I just eat food. We don't have to identify with a diet in order to find our own identity. I'm going to say that again. You do not need to follow a diet and identify with a way of eating to find your own identity. You are a human being and you eat food. If you don't eat food, you will die eventually. That is the only thing about food when it comes to that. It doesn't make you more or less of anything. What you eat, food is food, okay? So we also then in turn, when we talk about clean and unclean, we end up praising some foods and villainizing other foods. And that comes wrought with its own consequences. All foods fit. There's a place for all types and varieties of food 
depending on the time, the occasion, the life season, whatever, there is a time and a place for everything. Even the foods that maybe aren't quite as healthy. Like there's a time and a place for everything. It's okay. Just because you eat a cookie one day or a piece of cake that came from the grocery store that wasn't homemade with spelt flour and coconut oil, like it's just like a regular cake from the grocery store. Even if you had a piece of that cake, it doesn't mean that you're unhealthy. It just means that you ate a piece of cake. Let's go back to the third step. We need to replace our food rules with healthy mindsets. Then we have to ask ourselves, how do I how do I tell if a mindset is healthy? I'll tell you how you tell if a mindset is healthy. That mindset will bring you peace. It will not cause anxiety. It will not cause unrest. It will bring you peace. I had this kind of aha moment about peace a few weeks ago. And I realized we're not looking for better bodies. We're looking for peace towards our body. We're looking for peace in our body. And I wonder, would we all actually, when I say we, we're not all looking to lose weight, but I wonder if so many women would actually have this overwhelming urge to lose weight if they just had peace towards their body. Like, because reality is, sure, there is a lot of people that need to lose weight, but like if you're 10 pounds, 15 pounds overweight, like, does it really matter? I think what matters the most is how we feel about our body. But if we had that peace, would it really matter? So our new mindsets that we're replacing these food rules with have to bring us peace. If they don't, we're just going into another food rule. So let's go over some examples of what this could look like on a practical level. Say your food rule is you should only eat carbs after a workout, i.e. after you've earned them. So this, this idea of earning the food we eat with exercise, which is awful. A new mindset could be carbs are essential for my body to function well because they are. Certain carbs are going to make me feel better than others, but I can trust my body to let me know which carbs will be best at any given time. When I include carbs at each meal, I feel satiated and less likely to binge later on. That's a completely different process than just saying no carbs unless you burn them. First of all, stop that. Stop Stop that. Stop being so authoritarian with yourself and the way that you eat. Be a little bit more practical. Use some common sense and unpack, you know, what information is true and what's not. Just because someone said you should only eat carbs after your workout doesn't mean that they're right. Okay, so you might need to do a little bit of research and listen to some people that know what they're talking about. But for the most part, 
if it's coming from a reputable source, they're not going to tell you to be super restrictive and they're not going to tell you to cut out whole food groups. So if they are, they're not credible. I'm just going to throw that out there. If someone is telling you to cut out a full food group, they are not credible. Don't listen to them. Not healthy. Let's go over two more examples. Food rule. The only way to lose weight is to do keto. (laughs) A new mindset could be keto is a, a diet that was developed for patients with epilepsy and has gained momentum because of quick fix solutions and false promises. Just so you know, keto was not a diet developed to help your hormones. It's not developed for that. It was developed for people, children with epilepsy. Okay, so let's just put some things into perspective. It is another diet that is not rooted in science, nor will it necessarily benefit me. Anytime you cut out an entire food group, it is both unhealthy and unsustainable. So anytime you have this food rule that is trying to keep you in a box and really restricted, you need to break out of that box and really challenge it with the truth. One more example. Food rule. You should cut out all sugar out of your diet, no sugar. New mindset. While too much sugar can indeed cause weight gain and negative consequences, not all sugars are created equally. Too much of anything is not the best, but there has to be a balance. I refuse to not enjoy a piece of cake at a birthday party or live by an all or nothing approach. Just because I eat a cookie doesn't mean I'm unhealthy. And just because I eat one cookie doesn't mean I have to eat the whole box. They will be there and I'm okay. So these are much different. They're obviously a lot longer and they require more thought to go through, but they're mindsets. And when we can really attach on to these healthy mindsets around food, it does so much wonders. Now, in order to develop healthy mindsets, you need the correct information about food and nutrition, not what some social media influencer has presupposed will work for you because it aided their neuroses. Okay, so that's really important to remember. This is what makes nutrition so individualistic because of course, there are foods that benefit most people, but You know, it really boils down to the individual. So what will bring you peace? What will bring you health? What does freedom look like to you with food? Because again, it might look completely different for someone else. Now, I wanted to touch on just at the end here. I'm going to wrap this up pretty quick. Let's talk about what food freedom doesn't mean, because I think this can become a little bit, uh, what's the word? People can get confused with this. Food freedom doesn't mean not caring about what you eat in the sense that you abandon all healthy eating and live a life eating foods that are low in nutritive value. 
it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean throwing healthy eating out the window. On the contrary, food freedom also doesn't mean stuffing yourself until you're uncomfortable and just eating whatever. There's also, it's it's a very interesting uh, dichotomy going on with this term food freedom. Because on one hand, you're seeing, you know, a lot of people posting these pictures of different foods and they're like, yeah, food freedom. And then you see these other pictures being posted and like people are like gorging themselves. You know, you see all this junk food and they're like, I don't care, food freedom. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but you have to ask yourself, okay, so obesity is on the rise. This is a fact. Obesity is due to lifestyle practices majority of the time. This is also a fact. If those lifestyle factors include what we eat and exercise, then the foods that we eat matter. I'm not saying that they don't. They matter dramatically. If the foods that we're eating are causing our body to not function well, then how much freedom are they really giving us? How much is that food freedom? You have to ask yourself, there has to be a balance. Food freedom isn't just about not eating healthy and eating all the cake and all the pizza and all the chips and whatever every single day for every meal and not eating any vegetables or fruit like that's not going to help you that is not freedom when we are talking about food freedom we're talking about eating without shame and guilt and letting go of these diet culture rules that have been imposed upon us we're letting go of a body type that we believe we should have because it makes us more desirable, more worthy, more accepted. And we're really tuning in to what works for us, what works for you, what makes you feel good. I'm telling you right now, if you're eating a diet full of processed, refined foods with very little whole foods, fresh whole foods, you're probably not going to feel very good. Well, that's not freedom because you want to feel good and healthy food makes us feel good. But that what I'm saying is there's a place for the other food as well. There's a place for the Doritos or the piece of cake or the cookie. And there's a place for the salad and the stir fry, and there's a place for everything, right? But we want to feel good in our body as well. We just want to be able to eat without guilt and without shame. And we want to relax around food. And that, to me, is freedom. Not just eating junk food every single day. That's that's not what we're saying with food freedom. That's not how I see freedom anyways. I see food freedom as... Eating and experiencing pleasure and joy with the food that I'm eating. I'll give you one last example. My husband and I were out for dinner. We go to this 
a Lebanese place that we love. We go there every single week and I get the same thing every single time. And it's got potatoes and rice and hummus. And I'm just like, oh, the flavors? Ridiculous. So ridiculous. And our server was talking about being on a keto diet because she wanted to lose weight and help her hormones. And she said working there was so hard because of the food. And I was just like, why? Why? And in that moment, I was so happy. I was so happy that I didn't have this rule that I was following that I could just eat and enjoy and not worry about it because the food I was eating was actually really healthy. Like it was, it was actually still really healthy and, and it wouldn't have mattered if it wasn't. And I looked at my husband after and I said, you know, we're going out for ice cream now, don't you? And he's like, absolutely. And I ate that without shame or guilt either. And guess what? Nothing changed in my body. Not a thing and I am still living to talk about it and I am happy. That's food freedom. Food freedom is being happy, deriving pleasure from food and not attaching a moral value to it and and more so not deeming how valuable you are because you ate a certain way or didn't eat a certain way. So that's all I have To talk about food freedom, I really wanted to bring this topic up because it's so important. It is out there everywhere. And like I said, we're all individual. So you need to figure out what that freedom looks like to you. But remember, if something is causing you stress inside or anxiety or fear or control, you're probably up against the food rule and not a healthy mindset. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.